Thank you for listening to Christ Alone Podcast, where we believe that Jesus lived, died, and resurrected according to the scriptures. Our hope is that God can bless you through this week's episode. All right, welcome back, everybody. You're listening to Angie and Steven's podcast. Crass Alone. Crass Alone Podcast. All right. We are back for another week, as promised. And um, listen, I want to take this opportunity to thank those of you who take the time to reach out to us and ask us questions and um you know different things we appreciate it yes all the kind words we appreciate your support um you know we love you and we thank you for sticking it through yeah and um you know just know that you're not doing it for us i mean there's a reason why and um it's all for god's glory and we're just we're just happy that um, that God is able to use us um, through this platform. Amen. So, um, all right. So, I guess, <laughs> so our topic for today is um, uh, kind of like the that the old cartoon movie um, that uh, that makes a an assertion that says all dogs go to heaven. And um, that's what it's called. I thought it was called do God do dogs go to heaven. But no, no. that's that's our topic. All, do- all dogs <laughs> go to heaven. That's the assertion. Um, <clears throat> I think it's a Disney movie. I'm not sure. But um, anyways, um, the reason that question came up, it's because um, about a week ago. My uh, my best mate. Uh, Tyson. Um, he passed away. My doggy of 16 years almost uh you know he's uh he's a little bit older than uh than my daughter javerlin and uh she she took it pretty hard because they pretty much grew up together right <laughs> uh i trained them together so um tyson learned so much quicker though <laughs> how to sit and stay right um she learned and now she's forgotten. Um <clears throat> no, but um but it was kind of sad, you know, um it's family dog. It's like I I don't remember my life without him. Right. You know how long he he was with us. And um and he was fine, you know, um we had some family over on uh resurrection Sunday and and he got to see the whole family. The whole family got to see him. Some haven't hadn't seen him in a long time. And he was always a pleasant dog, you know. He really didn't bark. He never bit anyone. Um, I wish I would have taught him to bite on command, but maybe that was for the best. Right. Um, uh, but uh but yeah, he never bit anyone. I mean, he was really he he kind of had like the heart of a cat sometimes because he did. He'd come up to you and like get close to your legs and 
rub up against rub them. Rub up, yeah. It's like all weird. It's like, dude, I get a dog or a cat. What's wrong with you? Yeah. Um, but um, but yeah, but he was a sweet dog. Um, I feel and... like he got like that when he was older, though. When he was younger, he wasn't so much. No, like that. he he was. He was when he was younger. I used to say, you know, I used to tell him to give me a kiss, and he would. You remember that? Yeah. He would he would lay his head kind of on my face. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So and he I... jumped jumped from your back. Yeah, he jumped from my back, and he jumped as I'm standing. Um, you know, he he jump up to me to my to my chest. Yeah. You know, he jumped pretty high. He hadn't done that in years though. But, but yeah, so uh so he'll be missed. And so I think this is a question that we normally don't think about. Um if you if you've had a pet who has passed away or if you've you, had a pet in general. Yeah, I, I think at some point you've you've thought about the idea mm-hmm. but you never really paid attention to it. Right. So today we are going to discuss do not just dogs but just in general do animals do pets right go to heaven I mean can we assume that maybe only one type of animal goes to heaven Well <laughs> like if if Jen was in charge of heaven and who animals got in If my wife was in charge of heaven cats, cats would not make the cut would go to hell <laughs> In in her heaven, see this is her picture of heaven, and we we probably need to ask her this to confirm. But her her uh, her idea of a perfect heaven would be, you know, um, all the all the humans in heaven and and all the cats in hell. Um, <laughs> um, That's probably accurate. We'll ask her, but I'm pretty sure. No, I forgot. You know, it might have been C.S. Lewis that that made a, a comment like that that said, um, uh, "Perfect heaven would be." Somebody said it. Um, I don't remember who. So you know, do your homework. <laughs> but they said, uh, "Perfect heaven would be um, humans in heaven and all the mosquitoes in hell." Right. That would be great. I was gonna say, mm-hmm. yeah, I heard that recently, but I think it was from you. <laughs> I think I did tell you that. Um, I I feel like I repeat myself a lot. But it's because I, I find myself having the same conversations with people. Right. Um, and, you know, if, if you didn't, you know, if you, if you didn't have Jesus in your heart, I'd be sharing the gospel with you all the time. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, I, somehow that, that makes it part of uh, the conversation now. I think a lot of, <laughs> I think I've lost a lot of friends because of that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, definitely lost a lot of followers. Um, Have you lost friends because of that? Um, I wouldn't say I've lost friends because of that. Actually, um, they just talk to you less. They talk to me less, um, and that that might just be a coincidence. I'm just trying to be a uh, funny here, but but I have lost friends over other things, uh, like much less, you know, than that. I mean. Let's see. Uh, I lost a friend of 30 plus years, 35 plus years, because I had a different uh, opinion than him on a certain matter. And I guess that was enough to say, hey, because you think the way you think, I can't be friends with you anymore. Like he actually said that. 
And I'm just like, all right, well, I'll be here if you change your mind. That really sucks. Yeah. But, you know, um, was it, was it that Paul said, right? It's, the, the thing is that my difference of opinion is based on biblical foundations. Right. And so, like Paul says, right, to, to live is, is Christ and to die is gain. So right. it's like, we have to, we have to not just say that we're Christian. We have to actually like show it, right. <laughs> you know, we have to, we have to be true to that. Um, there's a lot of people that say they're Christians and they're not actually. So, um, yeah. So, um, so yeah, so like abortion is a big one. And I'll say it right now, if you, you know, if you're a Christian, if you say you're a Christian and you are pro-choice, then you need to check yourself. You need to, I encourage you to read the Bible and sort that out mm -hmm. because there, being pro-choice is, it's actually anti-Christian. So I would encourage you read the Bible through and through. Um, some people don't even have to go that far. I, I haven't read the Bible all the way through. Right. So I still have a lot to learn. But I've read enough. I would recommend start with John, read the Gospels, get to know what Jesus mm -hmm. said. Or Luke, you know, whichever comes well, first. the Gospels. <laughs> whichever comes first. <laughs> <laughs> well, if, if that's the case, then start with Mark. No, start with Matthew. <laughs> no, no, because Mark was written first. Wasn't it? I, I, I don't know. I think Mark was written first. And interestingly <laughs> enough, um, it's not, it's actually, I don't know if you knew this, it's actually not Mark's point of view. It's, it's Peter's. Not, it's Peter's, yeah. Yeah, I didn't know that. I just learned that recently. But um, anyways, yeah. so so read there's the no, Gospels. There's no disciple, So re read the Gospels, get to know Jesus, um, and then and then you'll you'll figure that out because very quickly you'll find out that, you know, Jesus is not about that pro-choice life. Um, so, like I said, you know, you can't you can't say you're Christian and be pro-abortion or pro-choice. Um, it's uh, so I would encourage you read the Gospels, get to know Jesus, and then study the law of non-contradiction. I think you can be Christian and uh, believe in pro-choice. Just you, you can sense, if you don't understand, right? If you don't understand biblically the yeah. implications of that, yeah. Because I've believed things but that are wrong why, all the time, right? But that's why I gave my disclosure. Yeah, I'm letting people know that if you are a Christian and you are pro-choice or pro-abortion, then you need to check yourself, right. read the Gospels, and then look up the law of non-contradiction, which states that. If A is A, A can not not be A. Right. Is that clear? So, if if Tyson is a dog, uh -huh. you can't say Tyson is not a dog. Right. If we're talking about the same Tyson. You know right. what I'm saying? So, that's the law of non-contradiction. So, you can't have two things that are contradictory to each other. You can't hold those both to be true. Right. So what would be the case in abortion? <clears throat> so the case in abortion would be if you are pro-abortion, 
That means you are for the murdering of innocent people. Mm-hmm. And if you read specifically, I shouldn't even tell you. I should make you read all of Luke. We'll use Luke. Luke 17.2 specifically says that if you were to offend one of these children, that it would be better for you to tie a millstone around your neck mm-hmm. and you know, get thrown into the ocean than to face judgment. Right. Like, that's pretty serious. If Jesus is telling you, listen, it's better, it's better if you just drown yourself and chuck yourself into the middle of the ocean with a heavy stone than for you to face me on judgment. Like, because it's not going to be, it's not going to be a good day. Right. For you, right? So that's serious. So you can't, you can't, if you're a Christian, that's, I mean, that's not just God's word. That's literally, that's Jesus telling us yeah. that that's not okay. Yeah. Have we had an episode on, on abortion? I think we did. Okay. Um, I don't know how deep we got into it, but I'm, I'm more than happy to touch on it again. <laughs> because this is, this is something that I am, like, I am firm, firm, firm on this. Um, it's just... And we don't even have to use the Bible to argue against abortion. That's the that's the best part. Yeah, you don't have to. Um, but again, if you're a Christian, I mean, you need to check yourself. Yeah. So that would be an example of violating the law of non-contradiction because you're saying you're a Christian and you represent Christ, but Christ is against abortion. Yeah. Really right? quick, because I know this episode is about whether or not animals go to heaven. <laughs> um, I was listening to uh, preaching by Pastor Jack Hibbs. Love that man. I know you do. I, you know, um, if but, I'm, I, yeah, he's great. Yeah. So anyways, he was telling about this uh, woman who was on a plane. You probably heard it. Woman who was on a plane and she was pregnant. She went to the bathroom and she had her baby and she threw the baby in the trash. And then everyone like in the... I guess in the audience was like, oh my, you know, oh my gosh, that's terrible. And he said, how, how different is that than if the baby were still inside her? Like it's, yeah, how different, like yeah. just, just the place where the baby is, yeah, is different. But anyways, we, that's, we digress. We digress. So <laughs> this, again, this episode will be uh, titled <laughs> abortion slash. <laughs> well, ducks do he- well, here's the thing, right? I mean, we, we we promote people to actually think for themselves yeah and you know we're we're past the the era of christians who you know who had so much sound biblical doctrine you know being that they were being exposed to right that that you you know you wouldn't think twice about what a pastor of a church is saying but now we're in a point where, you know, what the Bible says is like, the, you know, something about they won't want to hear sound doctrine. Yeah. Like, that's where we're at. And that's what's being preached. Like, just about everywhere that I look online, there's just a lot, a lot of heresy and just anti-biblical teaching going on. Um, we talked touched on a little bit before with the teaching people how to pray in tongues and stuff and 
some other things and it's just like no that's not that's not okay that's not biblical so so yeah so um forgot my point but that's why you know we want to encourage everybody and equip everybody through this podcast to search for truth stop being lazy we're you know we're growing up with a generation of of atheists um that that are educated for the most part right right um when it comes to religion they just throw their iq out the window because it doesn't make sense there what the arguments that they say but anyways um yeah you know you we we have to like we said before we have to be able to you know when asked give a reason and a defense for the hope that is in us yeah and how are we going to do that if we don't educate ourselves you know this is this this kind of stuff really divides the church because i was talking with my neighbor today and we were talking about how the vaccine just divided the church. The people that were for it, the people that were against it, and the people who thought it was the mark of the beast. And were just scared out of their pants because this vaccine is happening. Right. Now, if again, and we've said this before, if you're afraid about what's happening and how it relates to, to, Bi to the Bible and prophecy, then you need to be in the Bible. Yeah. You need to invest in a relationship with christ because that's actually a good thing yeah the fact that things are happening that seem so incredibly horrible to the world which actually they are i'm not saying they're not horrible but as a as a bible believing disciple of christ christian then we're actually we're encouraged because now we are encouraged to be more loving, more caring. We're encouraged to share the gospel because we want the people that don't know, that don't have a clue, that are so apathetic, I think, which is, I think is the biggest problem that we face as, as Christians who are trying to share the gospel, is apathy. People who simply just don't care if what we're saying is true or not. They just don't care. Right. So, you know... We want to equip you. We want you guys to be educated. I mean, I'm always learning something new every single day. You know, I follow all these pages that are always doing, um, you know, different series on, you know, the resurrection. You know, most Christians can name three things yeah. that prove that the resurrection is true. We talked about five or six last episode, mm -hmm. but, but most people can't name that. Most people can't say what the gospel is when you ask them can you can you explain to me what the gospel is you know the bible says that we're supposed to test the spirits we're supposed to test the quote-unquote prophets we're supposed to test the people that come and make these certain claims how are you going to test them if you don't if you don't know scripture yeah if you don't have a relationship with god if you don't are not connected to the holy spirit that mm. lets you discern if what somebody is saying is true, is not true, or is partially true. Because that's the problem, right? That's the problem with all these other religions. Why people believe in them is because they're sprinkled with truth. Yeah. They're not entirely true, but they're sprinkled with it. Enough that it convinces, you know, millions and millions of people. But, again, we... We digress <laughs> yet <laughs> we digress. again. Um, 
So the question today is, do our animals, do, our, do pets really go to heaven? Um, do you want to just talk about it before we get into Yo, verses? Or do you want to just let's talk, talk about verses? it? Let's talk about it. Right. So, so again, r- real quick, going back, because I didn't finish. The reason that this came up is because my dog died and my daughter asked me. She's like, Dad, do you think we're going to see Tyson in heaven? And my immediate answer was, I hope so. But I, I didn't know enough to like, it's, it's not something that you normally think about, like we right. said. So, so I had to like say, you know, that's, that was my honest opinion. I was just like, I hope so. <laughs> but you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to look into that because yeah. I'd like to know. Uh, I've honestly thought about it quite a few times. Um, my, one of my friends, Alba, Nicole, you know her. Um, shout out to Alba. Shout out. Woo woo. Uh, she is starting to be a vet. She works at a vet clinic and everything. Yeah. Um, and so she loves on animals, obviously. You would hope so if you're trying to be a vet. But we've had that conversation before. Um, do animals go to heaven? And I feel like for both of us, and for me, I guess I could speak for myself, uh, is I really hope, yeah, yeah, it's kind of the same thing that you said. <laughs> I really don't know. Like, we try to find verses and everything um, that yeah. specifically said, yes, your dog will go to heaven. And in reality, there's no clear verse that says, I know we're going to go to verses in a little bit, <laughs> but there's no verse that clearly says, yes, animals that have died will go to heaven. It says that there will be animals in heaven, but it doesn't talk about whether those, you know, the ones that leave us here on earth are going to be there. Um, but, I mean, like you said, yeah. we, we certainly hope so. Yeah, we, we, I guess we really can't be like, I guess, what, dogmatic about it? Right. Um, Get it? Dogmatic. <laughs> oh, wow. I, that was no, no pun, pun intended. No pun intended. <laughs> no pun intended, but that worked out. Yeah. That worked out. So yeah, so we don't mean to be dogmatic about it, but um yeah, I I I'm leaning that way. I I do think that there are going to be animals up there. Now, which ones specifically? Uh yeah. I don't know. I mean, I've also heard a lot of people say no just because cuz I mean, obviously, I've asked people. I'm like, "Well, do you think animals are going to go to heaven?" And the answer has a lot of the time been I don't think so because they don't have souls. Yeah, but again, I haven't found but, a verse that says. But but then again, so all right, so let's talk about that. What is the soul? What is the soul? Would you would you agree that the soul is like your consciousness? What makes you you Angie? What yeah. makes you you? All right, don't animals have personality? They do, right? And doesn't the personality rest in your soul? So to speak. Well, maybe they said so, but they meant spirit. <clears throat> okay. Well, well, that's definitely something different. Right. Because the reason that we have a spirit is because we are made in the image of God. Right. So n- no, nothing else is made in the image of God. Right. Humans are. But I know there's a verse that also talks about that creation, like creation itself outside of us cries out to God, obviously in its own way. Right. Because it's not, like I said, it's not made in God's image, but God still created it. Right. Um, so he, so would it be that maybe there are animals in heaven, just not ours? <laughs> I mean. I don't know. Right? 
I don't know. Because again, I, this is the response that I've received from people, yeah. but nowhere yeah. have I found a verse that no, says no. That I says, mean, that says that. Yeah, I mean, there, there's there's a verse that comes. I would say the closest. Okay. Out of all the ones that I've seen, but let's talk about some of these other ones before we get into that. Right? There's. Which one do you have ready? Do you have Isaiah eleven six? Yes. Um, I know that there's one in I think Revelation that talks about it that mm-hmm. is pretty much uh, uh, quoting I think uh, Isaiah eleven six where it talks about um, you know. Uh, so you're gonna talk about the verses without talking about the verses? <laughs> <laughs> uh, tell me a verse without telling me the verse. All right. I guess read it then. <laughs> no, you said you were gonna talk about other points. I guess looking at other points or are you just no no to... well well it's it's gonna be to about, about the, the verse verses. yeah it's okay. so 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 that verse that you'll read it, it there's like a handful of animals that Let are me mentioned read it first before you explain all it. right go ahead uh unfortunately i moved over to acts <laughs> <laughs> isaiah 11 6 oh hey i had it separated i was thinking ahead all right uh praise the lord uh isaiah eleven six says the wolf shall dwell with the lamb and the leopard shall lie down with a young goat and the calf and the lion um and the fattened calf together and a little child shall lead them the cow and the bear shall graze their young shall lie down together and the lion shall eat straw like the ox uh the nursing child shall play over the hole of the cobra <laughs> and the weaned child shall put his hand on the adder's den. Okay, I know we're talking about heaven and everything. But now I wonder if children will be born in heaven. <laughs> <laughs> the wean child. <laughs> that's, a, that's a separate conversation. Anyway, so basically this is talking about, from my understanding, um, in the new heaven and the new earth, new Jerusalem. Um, and it's basically talking about the animals, basically communing with each other (laughs) having a fellowship you know the most dangerous animals are with the least dangerous animals the children the human children are with the you know again most dangerous animals and they'll be able to be together and there will be no danger and we see you know even the lion eating not eating animals but eating straw like the ox right Um, and the snake eating dust or sand or something um so so yeah so they won't be eating each other um and so and it names a couple right what what are the ones that it names the wolf the leopard the calf the lion um names the cow the bear the lion you said the lion already well it says the lion again and the cobra so, so there's going to be at least two lions <laughs> at least two lions <laughs> all right so there, there's about what seven or eight different yeah. animals that that we know of right and then there's 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 definitely a white horse right right jesus comes in one of those yeah um mm, i think we have horses for ourselves too right i don't remember now are they going to be like the horses that we know who knows right right i guess best guess is yes yeah but but could they be more you know glorious possible right um so i mean there are so there are going to be and here's the other thing too in genesis god told adam to name the animals right Mm -hmm. so if he told him to name the animals i think it's safe to assume that there were dogs right right 
So, I mean, so I would say that the answer is there are going to be animals in heaven. Now, hold on, hold on. Because is Isaiah talking about heaven or is Isaiah talking about the millennial kingdom? I don't know. Because I think Revelation, what is it, 20? Is it Revelation 20 that talks about the millennial kingdom? I think so. Revelation 20 is the one, I think, that quotes Isaiah. And that one is talking about the millennial kingdom. So, but I mean, here's the thing. So, after the, even after the millennial kingdom, God is going to obliterate this earth and, and the current heaven. And he's going to establish a new heaven and a new earth. Right. So, I don't know. I mean, here's the thing, too. Scripture also tells us that, that it's going to be like nothing that anyone could ever imagine. So, we might have like a whole new set of animals. Probably. I mean... I know these aren't animals in themselves, but there's the angels in Revelation that have the face, the head of a, they have the face of a lion, an eagle, an ox, and a, I think it's a lamb. I don't remember. But that's an, an angel <laughs> has yeah. all four. Yeah. No, and one is a, I don't remember, but it's four different ones. Yeah. So, I mean, who knows what God has uh, prepared for us, right? Nobody, but. I guess I don't know, man. I guess we could say we could just hope that our that our animals are going to be there. Now, here's here's the, I think the the dangerous part. The dangerous part could be if if you're that worried about your pet, could that hinder you know? Could that hinder you from? I'm not gonna say. I'm not saying beat from from salvation from losing salvation because we've already discussed that. We believe that you can't lose salvation. Mm-hmm. We believe that what you can lose is the opportunity to be saved. So could could the could the pet could that hinder your opportunity to be saved? Um because I've heard I've heard some Christians say, "Oh, but yeah, the rapture's cool and all, but but I don't want to leave my pet here. My pet's going to die. Like so like right there, you know, I want to rebuke them because I'm like, "Listen, is is your dog more important than you being in the presence of God?" Have people actually answered that? No. No, I- I'm saying I want to yeah. ask them. I d- right. I haven't actually asked them, but but that's what I want to ask is like, hey, is is really is is what your dog or pet is going to eat when you get raptured? Is that really your main concern? You're not worried about your neighbor not being saved because you didn't talk to them about Jesus? You're not worried about what God's going to ask you when he says, hey, Angie, why didn't you talk to your coworker? Yeah. Why didn't you talk to your neighbor? Why didn't you talk to your roommate? Why didn't you talk, right? Like, or are you more worried about Sky 
<laughs> then, you know. Have I preached the gospel to Sky? I'm saying, like, <laughs> you you love your dog. You love yeah. Sky, but you wouldn't think twice, right? You wouldn't think twice. It's not even a question. If somebody said, um, you know, paradise with you know in the presence of God or food for your dog, well, I mean, it's a no brainer, right? Right. And here's the thing: is that they are God's creation. God tells us in Scripture that, you know, when the disciples are all worried, you know, He's like, "Listen, don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow has problems of its own, mm. right? Right." And He says, "Look, look at the look at the birds. Look at the I don't know if He says ravens specifically. I feel like He does, but I think He does. He says, "Look at the birds in the sky." You know, you know, they're fed. They're fed all the time. How much more, you know, how much more will you be taken care of? Right. Because you're, I know you're looking for the verse, right? Because I'm like butchering it. Is that what you're doing? No, I'm looking um, for a different verse. But, but, but he basically, he basically says, you know, hey, listen, if, if I take care of the birds, how much more won't I take care of you? How much more? Right. So, you found it? And which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to his lifespan? And why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. And I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into heaven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore, do not be anxious. Saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. What's so funny? That <laughs> I looked it up in Matthew, and Matthew doesn't doesn't have it. Doesn't have the birds. It has to be another gospel. Then. Oh. oh yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. I read two ahead. Uh, verse twenty six. Look at the birds. Matthew six twenty six. Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns. And yet your heavenly father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? Yeah. So to me, that tells us a couple things. That number one, we, we mean more to God than any other thing that he's ever created. Mm. That's number one. Number two... We don't have to worry about the animals because God created them. Right. And so God's going to take care of them one way or another. Now, we can just hope that we'll see our pets, you know, in heaven. That'll be great. Yeah. But will that really make a difference? Like, will will I be less happy in heaven if if my pets aren't there? Yeah. I don't think so. So Solomon has something to say, a little bit of something. Uh, Ecclesiastes 3, uh, 18 and on. I said in my heart with regard to the children of man that God is testing them that they may see that they themselves are but beasts. For what happens to the children of man and what happens to the beast is the same. As one dies, so dies the other. They all have the same breath and man has no advantage over the beast for all is vanity. Solomon is so depressing. 
<laughs> I'll go to one place, all are from dust, and to dust I'll return. <laughs> this is this is the answer to the question, but it's really a question. <laughs> Verse 21, it says, Who knows whether the spirit of man goes upward, and the spirit of the beast goes down into the earth? So I thought I saw that there's nothing better than that a man should rejoice in his work, for that is his lot. Who can bring him to see what will be after him? So Solomon, this doesn't answer. So the question, this just lets us know that Solomon, the wisest man, has no idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the wisest man to ever live. Um, so, <laughs> um, so yeah, so he has the question too. <laughs> but again, I mean, here's the thing. Everything that's in this world or in creation you know, God created it so that we can take care of it. And that's our part. Yeah. Because <laughs> here's someone here's something that I heard someone say. Like <laughs> he's <laughs> I can't remember who said this, but he said, Listen, I've eaten a lot of steak in my life. If I run into the cow, that's gonna be awkward. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man that was funny but but yeah i mean i hope the the thing is that the pets they become a part of our family they do and so we see them like like uh for example my daughter might not see her dog like her dog but might see it like the little weird looking brother that she never had you know what i mean right. that never talked to her <laughs> yeah but but like she grew up with a dog, so you know there's there's a, to a certain extent there's that sort of family tie, so yeah. to speak, and so I think we can hope for it, but but I think also it, it'd be more important to trust that God has the perfect plan, right? And whether our pets show up in heaven or not, ultimately it's that's on God. Yeah. You know, who knows? But I hope so. Yeah. Now, again, we, we know about these verses. We know that there's animals in the, you know, they, I don't know. Are they limited to the seven or eight animals that you talked about in that verse? Who knows? Um, I don't think so. But I, I don't. Mean, we could say that those animals are included, but may not be limited to. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but. And also, again, the, there was animals in, in the Garden of Eden because yeah. they had to name the animals. So that is probably a more broad example. It said the animals, so. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I can see it happening. So, and I'll read this verse. Um, like, I can imagine Adam and Eve had, like, a pet lion. And in heaven, they'll be like, listen, I miss you, man. I, I I can't wait to play with one of those. I'm a rat. I'm a have one. <laughs> I'm gonna have one. I'm gonna have, have one. one. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so it, so here's uh Psalm thirty six, uh, verse six. Um, all right. Let's see. Okay. It says, "Your righteousness is like the great mountains. Your judgments are a great deep. O Lord." You preserve man and beast. 
How precious is your loving kindness, O God! Therefore, the children of men put their trust under the shadow of your wings. This is, this is what we were talking about. They are abundantly satisfied with the fullness of your house, and you give them drink from the river of your pleasures. For with you is the fountain of life. In your light we see light. Oh, continue your loving kindness to those who know you, and your righteousness to the upright in heart. Let not the foot of pride come against me, and let not the hand of the wicked drive me away. There the workers of iniquity have fallen, and they have been cast down, and are not able to rise. So, I just meant to read one verse, but I had to read the rest of that, because it tied into with what we've been saying. Right. Ultimately, you just have to put your trust in the Lord, not in your dog, not in your cat, your bird, your pet, whatever. Yeah. So don't idolize your pet. <laughs> right. And you'll be okay. I'm sure that nobody's going to get to heaven and see what God has prepared for us and say, I. <laughs> yeah. Nobody's going to do that. Yeah. Because, I mean, there's not going to be suffering in heaven either. Right. So, um, but one thing that you did point out earlier, which I think is probably the biggest takeaway from all of them is, I mean, obviously we don't know if, like a, like we said, we have, we don't know. We can hope, but we don't know. Um, but something that we do know is, you know, humans were all made, like you said, in, in God's image. And we all have, we're going to end up somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> one of two places. Um, and, you know, we can be worried about our pets and but in reality we're supposed we should be worried about our loved ones like because yep. they do have like we can the bible does tell us that they do have a desk like they're going to be somewhere yeah um and you know i think god wants to use us as instruments to tell them about him and yeah 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 absolutely and it's not always easy of course i mean i fail in that all the time um but i did recently get a book called tactics oh praise the lord i've just gotten a few pages into it but i'm hoping i have some more free time now um to be able to get more into it but i'm excited oh it's phenomenal um so three takeaways from that book are just the three basic questions oh. tell me i'm gonna well let me let you're me, gonna no you're gonna let me turn it. off your headphones then <laughs> <clears throat> no um well I mean, it's it's like the in the beginning parts of the book. It's just it's just three questions that will help you. Now, go get the book "Tactics" by Greg Kokel. That's K O U K L. Phenomenal. If you're afraid because you don't know enough about scripture or whatever the case may be, this guaranteed. If you read this book all the way through, will give you enough confidence mm -hmm. to start having conversations. Yeah. Even if you haven't even memorized a single verse or word in the Bible. Yeah. All right. So get the book. Um, it, and, I, and obviously a big thing is prayer. Obviously. Yes. Like we've said the, before, 
we can some one person can plant, one person can water, but it's God who provides the growth. Um, it's yeah. God who turns the hearts of stone exactly. to hearts of flesh. That's in the book also. So I don't know if you've gotten that far yet, but that's I, in the book. I haven't. Well, it's biblical. I would. I'm hoping the book is biblical. It is because you recommended it. It is. So I, look, let me put it to you this way. If 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 I had my church, if I had a church. Mm-hmm. And I was the senior guy there or had some say in what happened in that church. I would have a committee just for new members. I would have a pastor just for new members. And I'd be like, listen, your only job is to educate the new sheep. Right. The new. Um, no, I don't want to call them sheep. It sounds like a cult. <laughs> <laughs> The new believers, right? The new brothers and sisters in Christ, the new disciples, and you know, teach them, and you know, teach them according to what they know, right? Little by little. Right. But what I wouldn't just hand them a Bible. I would hand them the Bible and that book, right? Together, because it's that that book is crucial for for evangelizing. I mean, it's yeah. it's really gonna tear down. Your fear walls. That's good. It really is. Um, I mean, God ultimately does. And, that, it, but... and 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 through that book, God will show you how to communicate with people. Because the, for example, the picture picture this: the Bible is almost is almost like the instruction manual, mm-hmm. and then the tactics. It's like the class that you take. So if the Bible was the sword. And it showed you how to put the sword together, how to, you know, put it in your sheath, you know, how to carry it. Mm -hmm. Tactics is going to be the book that's going to train you on how to use it, in a sense. Um, Because, obviously, the Holy Spirit is going to work through through you to do that. Because the book focuses more on navigating the conversation with the other person. Right. Because... You'll find out that when you ask specific questions, because what happens a lot of times is, let's just do a little example here. You might be reading your Bible and somebody comes up to you, stranger or somebody that you know. Why are you reading that? You know that's, you know that the Bible's been debunked, right? Mm-hmm. What would you say? No, it hasn't. It hasn't. <laughs> What would you say? Um, I'd probably say... Nuh-uh. Nuh-uh, <laughs> sucker. Um, no, that scholars uh, have looked into it. The thousands that... Uh, That's not what I found. Well, thousands of... Uh, <clears throat> so, so already... have been I'm made sorry. of the New Testament. So already, right? Mm-hmm. The, the book teaches you not to, like, trap yourself into that. Because... Yeah. You're going to now get into a situation where now you're now when you answer that question, now I'm going to come up with another question of why you're being silly about reading Mm. the Bible. And so now it's just you following my trail of questions where I really don't care. Right. (laughs) It's like I'm just picking on you because you're dumb enough to read the Bible. So I should end with a question. So so the and here's what the three main questions. This is the major takeaways from the book. But. By no means, like, just rest on this. Read the book, right? Yeah. If you were to say that to me, I would, well, let's role play it, I guess. 
uh, why are you reading that stupid book? No offense, God. This that wasn't. This, <laughs> he this knows your role playing. <laughs> well, what do you mean by that? Um, the Bible. See, I'm not good with like <laughs> role playing at all. Uh, there's no credibility in the Bible. Really? How did you come to that conclusion? Um, because see, I can't so but yeah. but don't but don't feel bad right. right because the average person atheist non-believer will be in the same exact situation yeah because they're not used to christians responding that way mm-hmm. they're used to christians saying well you know well the scholars the scholars have done the studies and this and that and you know you might have the atheist is going to say, yeah, well, I've, I've read all those studies yeah. and they've been debunked. And how do you know that that's true or not? Yeah. Have, you know, has the average Christian looked into atheism? Has the average Christian looked into Buddhism, Mormonism, mm-hmm. you know, Jehovah's Witnessism? <laughs> you know, ha- yeah. have, have, has the average Christian done that? No. So that's where the fear comes in and you're like, I'm not a scholar. I don't know the answer to that question. Like, I I might have read it once, but I don't know it off the top of my head. Yeah. I I know that that's true because the pastor said it, and I trust the pastor. You know what I'm saying? So, so when you when you ask, well, what do you mean by that? Now you're forcing them to think, to come up with something reasonable to say for why they're picking on you basically right right so when you so you ask them what do you mean by that they're going to try and reword the, what they're saying or come up with something else and then when they finally give you something that that's seemingly answers the question then you say well how did you come to that conclusion right they're going to say well i heard so and so said it right mm-hmm. or if if they read enough they might say well i i read it in you know richard dawkins book yeah the god delusion yeah and if you've read that book you'll say well then you know that book's a joke yeah <laughs> um no but so so then the third question is okay okay i understand what you're saying that's cool and you know what you you might say, well, you know what? I don't know enough about that. But if it's okay with you, I'd like to look into it and get back to you. Right. If if that person is serious about having a conversation with you, they'll respect you for that. They're not going to say no. Mm-hmm. And then you could say, well, have you considered this? You know, have you considered reading Cold Case Christianity? Have you considered looking into church history? Have you considered looking into the validity of the Gospels? Mm -hmm. Have you considered looking into the historical evidence for Jesus? Yeah. Now, if if they say no, which if they're being honest, a lot of them will say no. Mm -hmm. If they're being honest, then you can say, well... Do it. Do it, or... (laughs) You know, let's look at that together. 
Yeah. If you if you've established the relationship with them. Right. And so now, now you're in a whole different place. So again, and it's and that's the part about First Peter three fifteen, that last part of gentleness and respect that we miss because we start dishing out defenses. Right. And then when they keep rejecting it, because it's so obvious that we're telling them two plus two is four. Why? Well, because there's two and then there's two and then there's four. Right. If you add them together, I don't believe that. You know, you, you start getting frustrated. Right. And now that gentleness goes away. Now the respect gets lost and now you're upset and now you're no longer defending Christ. You're actually embarrassing him and dishonoring him and mm-hmm. doing the opposite of glorifying him. So that's why that book is like so awesome because it teaches you to navigate those conversations without, you know, giving you the confidence that you don't have to know every, you don't have to know every doctrine. You don't have to know every theological uh, explanation or defense. You don't have to know any of that. All you have to really do basically is show interest in what the person is is asking you in the, in the person that is asking you really because you, we know that when we're answering questions we're not really answering the questions we're as, we're answering the person who's asking those questions so two right. different people could ask the same question and you'll have to answer them differently based on who you're talking to right so that's what that book teaches you is how to navigate those and i'm telling you the more you get into that book the less you'll put it down so yeah, and it's a short book. It's like 200 pages. So, yeah. You could really read that in 2 days. 50 pages in the morning, 50 pages in the <laughs> evening. Yeah. Two, 2 days, you're done. So, anyways, go check out the book Tactics by Greg Kokel. Um, where can they find us? They can find us at christalonepodcast.com. All of our handles are christalonepodcast except for Twitter, which is Christ Alone Pod. Yes. And you can also reach us at 407-796-2881. Were you we about can, to give your number? I almost gave the other podcast number. Um, feel free to text us, call us, leave a, mes- leave a message, suggestions, prayer requests. Ooh, DM us. Yes. Um, DM us like some of you have been doing. Keep doing that. So, um, feel free to support the show. Um, you can help us with one-time contribution monthly. However, I mean, pray about it first, right? We we don't definitely don't need the money, but we could use it to improve content. Um, but uh, pray about it, and uh, don't forget to go to Apple Podcasts, write us a review. Um, that will help the podcast, you know, to get out and recommend it to more people, and um, you know. Pray about that too. Um, Amen. Sharing, liking, and commenting on our Instagram, Facebook, and writing a review is free of charge. So, you know, um, you can help us that way as well. Um, what else? We also have uh, our t shirts that you can get at the top right hand corner of our website. You can find those there. And speaking of Twitter, shout out to Elon Musk who just bought Twitter. Nice. For $44 billion. 
Yeah, I thought you were gonna say he wrote to us on Twitter. That's what I was no, expecting. No, um, he. That, well, I don't know. That we're going. I don't think he wrote to us. No. Um, I mean, I. <laughs> I would hope. I would hope that he'd write to us. Um, but anyways, um, yeah, he bought Twitter, and uh, you know, everybody's like, you know, the people that have been suppressing opposing views on Twitter uh-huh. are freaking out because he is all for the freedom of speech the way it says in the constitution Mm -hmm. and so he put out a tweet today that said i hope i hope all my enemies stay on twitter because that's what the freedom of speech is all about yeah (laughs) because a lot of people were quitting and just yeah leaving twitter does that mean trump is going back on twitter i'm sure that he's probably gonna reactivate trump's (laughs) account people there was jokes there was jokes i think the babylon b is said um now people are gonna get um 2,400 and some tweets that are backed up from Trump that he couldn't, <laughs> that he couldn't <laughs> that send. He couldn't send. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. Um, I also saw a joke out there that, and I don't know if this is true or not, but it said, like, like if Elon Musk posted it, it, it might be a joke. Um, it said, maybe I should buy Facebook and just shut it down. <laughs> I mean, this is the wealthiest man in the yeah. world, so he can do that. Um, but, um, yeah, I don't see uh I don't see Mark Zuckerberg selling uh yeah, I don't think so. Meta with the metaverse. But anyways, um just a little side note. God bless everyone. We love you. Um don't forget to um, again, praise the Lord, thank him for this day, thank him for this podcast. Pray for us. Yes. Um and again, um I mean, we just I don't know. I just I love doing this. I wish we could do this all the time. Um but Amen. yeah. I guess maybe we'll, one day one day maybe one day, one day. <gasps> be nice. you think they'll have podcasts in heaven no um <laughs> hold on no i think we need to have a separate yeah, episode, so a separate episode. <laughs> um no no i um i really wish i really wish that i could do this full time but you know that's eventually if we grow that much maybe and we have day. enough because we're we're supporter li- uh we're listener supported supporter so <laughs> yeah we also support our listeners, right. <laughs> but we're listener supported. So if, you know, if we have enough contributions that we could do that full, I would love to serve the Lord full time and just do this 24 seven and we could do episodes every day and they might not even have to be a whole hour. If we're doing them every day, they could be 45 minutes. <laughs> no, <laughs> they could be like 20 minutes or right. 10 minutes, you know, really quick. And who knows? I mean, I would love to just quit my job and just do this. Really, that's that's what I would love to nice. do. But maybe anyways, one maybe one day. Let's pray about it. Um, so God bless everybody, and we'll see you next time. God bless.